what we're getting into. But anyone else who thinks video games, they'll go, oh, like that Grand Theft Auto game that, you know, kids kill hookers and stuff in. They, they always fucking they don't get care. hung up on that goddamn point, man. I know. That you can get a hooker and have her blow you. It's awesome. <laughs> you can. Just like real life. You can have, like, sex in the car, too. I remember in GTA 3, you would pull into an alley and go, but, <laughs> Well, in the new one, you see it. Yeah, well, you see the yeah. you, you just saw the car in the earlier ones. Yeah, yeah. In this one, you like you oh, man. see As the a girl. Little, like middle school kid, I used to like go. <laughs> Look at that. You can go. You car. can go. Uh, lane the game. You can switch your camera view so you're kind of inside the car while it's happening in the new one. It's terrific. Technology, man. It's so good. Welcome to the Emerging Gamer Podcast. This is episode 140, and I am Felix Hergood. What? I'm Neo Ayoshi. Hey, Neo Ayoshi. How you doing, bud? Hello. I'm doing great. Yeah, we're uh, we're back in the studio, per yes, se. we are. After a couple of weeks of recording elsewhere, just yeah. in general, right? Yeah, doing a little, a little Skype stream, a little Skype recording. That was a nightmare, a nightmare to sync. But no, oh yeah, I, I actually was wondering how you did, did that. Did you listen to it? I did not. Okay, so I don't know if it's good. Uh, one thirty nine was recorded in multiple different places. Was tripping that one? No, no, it was just a show between Locke was there and us, me, and us you, and Locke, and we just all were in separate places. And I can't remember the reason why we did that. I mean, maybe it was more convenient for you guys. Is this what it was? Uh, yeah, at the time. Yeah, it was just easier. But anyway, you each recorded your own files, and you sent them to me. And what we forgot to do is clap ahead of time. So, so I knew, like a starting point? Yes. So I knew the point when our audio files were at their, their height, basically. And uh, so it was really hard to like find a place to synchronize. Ultimately, in the end, I think I found something, because it turns out you could listen to it. But you hear this like weird whisper... Of the audio slightly off. It's strange. It's so weird. But we can do it again. Yeah. Oh, and your mic was definitely of a different quality. What kind of mic were you using? I was using my Sony PS4 headset. Oh, that should not be done next time. <laughs> that's, that's all I got. You have an, oh, that's the only thing you have. Yeah, that's what I got. Well, what we're going to do, uh, if you want, we can provide you with a microphone before you leave tonight. One of, one of these lapel ones? No, no. One of the nice, crispy, creamy ones. Shut up. Oh, yeah. my God. It's like my birthday. Yeah, you can take it with you. I mean, oh. We're not using them. They're just sitting in the goddamn thing. You're talking about like this one right here? Yeah, borrow one of those. They're oh. nice. Oh. And they plugs right into my computer? Yeah. Uh, yeah, those are all USB microphones. Oh, shit. I'm going to want it back. Oh, sweet. A nice microphone. A microphone forever. <laughs> um, no, but I mean... In order my, my PUBG groups will really appreciate this. Oh, they're just bitching saying. about your microphone. Oh yeah, God, they, God damn, <laughs> they don't shut up about it. They and, and well, what they do is to this podcast. They're hearing something good now. A- after our games, I get pri- I get DMs of them saying, "Here, here's some links to some microphones, <laughs> Neo. Freaking get on it." And I'm like, Ugh. "No, you can borrow a microphone. Beautiful. Mm. They're not being used for our show because we're using these lavalier microphones." And uh, do I get a little mic stand too? A little stand. Uh, I mean, not one of the these, but there are mic stands in there. It's a little big. 
All right, whatever. We'll talk about it later. They're in the they're in the box, so you can take a mic stand. Awesome. Oh, I'm so happy. I'm fine with it. This is also a sixty sixty dollar microphone if you want to buy one. Oh, okay. That's, <laughs> actually, that's actually not bad. Yeah, sixty bucks. Yeah, they're linking me shit like hundred and twenty dollars for a standing desk I, mic. I don't think you need that microphone. The one I have right here sounds crispy cream like wonderful. I'm gonna have to do a test layer tonight then. That's sixty dollars. Yeah. Play a little PUBG it's tonight. Dope. It's really yeah. dope. Um, so I'll let you borrow one of those, definitely. Nice. Um, we got a lot of news. Did you want to start off with what we've been doing like we normally do? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm assuming it's going to be the same answer. It isn't. Well, you've been doing other stuff. I've been doing other stuff. It's a good I've been the same doing, answer for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been doing nothing but PUBG and Destiny. PUBG and Destiny. That's, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. Um, but this weekend, I completed the raid. Oh well, let's yeah. And you you were hoping you could talk with was, snacks because snacks was, snacks, snacks was the one who snacks. We love you. We he love you. led the the raid group essentially on Friday night um, when we were when we were playing together. Well, he's already done the raid. I think he quoted uh, seven times when he was talking to me. <sighs> That's insane. Outside, you know, at some point we we're um, talking. The raid is no joke by any means. It's really hard. If your first time through it and. I don't know how Trip is even wanting to do that because he's doing he's a blind, blind, he's yeah, he's blind running. Blind. There's no way I'd ever do um, that. Why do you think I'm taking my sweet ass time? Because by the time you get there, everyone's going <laughs> to know how to do it. Six times. <laughs> like, by the way, you guys are getting mad that I don't know anything. You're no, like, it's, this is so easy. Why are you not getting it? No, <laughs> it's not like that at all. No, because because at, at a certain point, it's easier to teach someone how to do the actions rather than figure it out with a whole group of people. Uh-huh. Um. And like I said, Snacks led our raid group, and it worked out perfectly. We because he taught you how to do everything. Yeah, yeah, and he and he does he does the play by play of what when it needs to happen. And the raid this time around, um, whereas Vault of Glass was very uh, like platforming heavy. Yeah, a lot of a lot of platforming going on. Um, yeah. th- this was a lot of puzzle solving rather than just shooting a thing uh, and putting as many bullets into something as possible. Um, for, well, the, the boss, the boss. Yeah, yeah. There yeah, is a yeah, sequence okay. in. I don't remember Vault of Glass. So, at this so, point, so it's but. more. It's more like the ones you didn't play. It's more like the yeah. raids you didn't. I play. did Crota, but no, the the raid after the the last raid, King's Fall, did not do it. What? Yeah. Well, that was a super puzzle. It was oh, hard. okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, essentially, the Leviathan. Were, this raid is separated by different uh, rooms that you have to. Give, get access to at a certain point. Each room is a different raid boss, so to speak. Okay, cool. Which rotates weekly. So you don't always do it in the same order. Uh, which is cool. Uh, it changes it up. Um, no, most, did none, of, none of the raids prior have done it that way. No, like I remember well, Vault, actually, Vault I of never, Glass was a linear progression through I the I never did Wrath the, of the Machine, so I don't know. That's another thing I've never, I never did never that done either. That either. Yeah. yeah. Um, I barely remember Crota because I think I did Crota like once, and then Crota like, was the worst raid ever. And then I quit the game after that. Well, that would that raid would make you quit because it was yeah. the worst design piece of shit. Yeah, and people ever got played. real angry in that raid too because of the whole oh, sword yeah. mechanic or whatever that bullshit was. Well, it, what it was was um, that was a raid where they didn't te- they didn't te- they didn't design it well enough so that it would force people. Into so there was a mechanic that was it was like the sh- it was called like the the shield or the glyph or something like that in the vault of Gra- glass raid. Mm-hmm. It was like some kind of like shield you got, and there was this thing where where the shield there was always somebody who got the shield. It was like it was like who's doing the shield? Who's doing okay, the shield? Yeah, or whatever. Yeah. It's like a role you put. The and thing up. and 
The other three people, so there was, it was a 6v6 thing, which I think the new raid is 6v6, right? It's a six-player raid, yeah. Right. So what you would have is you would have three guys who would stay, they, they said stay in the room, and the other three would be teleported because when they first came out with this mechanic, he would only do it in a certain range. Oh, I remember people this. People who tried yeah, yeah, yeah. to walk outside range of him would teleport. So they all figured this out, the players. And the guys who would get sucked into this portal... They had to shoot the... the would have to, well, would have to grab the shield and know right. how to use it. Mm-hmm. And there were only certain people... So when it first started out, people figured this out. Some people were better at using the shield. Some people were brand new and didn't know how to use the shield. So what they did was... They would all the people who are experienced shield users, three of them, the three one half of your raid party, would go to the back of the room and then Atheon would teleport them into where the shield is. And it didn't matter which one would pick it up, because all three of them would be confident in the shield. And the other three would stay out and it was just bullet sponge time for the people outside. Sure. Of them. They would yeah, just yeah. shoot things. Well, they in like a patch that came down the pike, they they learned from it. They changed it. They made it so that Randomly, Atheon would teleport anybody from anywhere. Didn't matter where you were standing. So no one could be designated. So nobody could be designated shield guy. Yeah, I mean, it still was a situation where if you went in, you always picked the guy who was best at the shield. Mm-hmm. Like if three people randomly, who's good at the shield? Okay, I'll grab it, and then a guy would grab it. Now, then comes Crota Raid, and they they went right on back. They basically devolved backwards into. Here's another raid and where these people can one guy can yeah. do the sword and no one else can fucking do it. Mm-hmm. And they never patched it. They never made it so randomly Someone only certain people can pick the sword up. Mm-hmm. And it stayed that way. And it got to the point where by the you know by the time we were moving on to a new raid or a new DLC pack, it was like only one only three fucking core people and all the people I knew really knew how to do it well. So you always brought them along. And if they weren't ready to raid. Like, it would be one of these things where you'd be like, oh, night, night is shot, not raining tonight, guy can't do it tonight, no one else knows how to do it, so it was, it was shitty, dude. It was Damn. so bad. Well, the new raid, good news. Everyone has to do stuff. Everyone has stuff to do. Now, do you want me to get spoilery into the raid? I mean, if you want to, but you don't have to. I mean, I'm a, but go ahead. I mean, of course, it's not a spoil for me because I don't want to go into these puzzles blind, ever. That's fine. That's fine. So, uh, I just was worried about anyone listening who wants to experience it for the first time. You know. Then you stop listening. For the next five minutes yeah, while like I talk fa- about fast it. Fast forward for five or ten minutes. So. Go somewhere else. These, the rooms are all really fun. Um, the one that gives us the, that gives me the biggest headache were the dogs. Essentially, the dogs are like those dogs that are in the story mission. Yeah, yeah, they're like the they're like spike dogs. Yeah, the spike dogs. So essentially, what this section ha- what happens is two players remain outside of this this uh, this roomed area. If you go on the ground floor, it's all foggy. It's a it's a very stealth based event, and two players stand above the fog, looking at all the players, the other players down. And those four players on the ground floor pick up these pollens. And they have to run from flower to flower while the two players who are above have to pick up these gems and shine light onto the flower to power up everyone's power, essentially. Just so you know, 
anyone who just joined our podcast thinks you're high on acid right now. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. <laughs> Wild dogs, fog, but pollen, pl- pollen everywhere. Yeah. Got, I got gems, got rays gems, of light. Rays yeah. of light, yeah. You're, so you're, you're in a field at a... You, a, you a have to avoid the field of view of these dogs as you're running through. And if you get seen, it triggers an event where they all start howling and the, and the room is going to destroy or kill everybody. Okay. So you have to get these, you have to trigger these pollens to raise, it'll, it's like a mul- damage multiplier that, that gets applied to right. everyone's power. Okay, cool. So, and then after that happens, after you get all these pollens, you have to split up, find your dog, and take it down as quickly as possible. This took like two and a half hours to complete. Because getting everyone on board... And this isn't the, even the final mission. This was the first room. The first room. For, of that week. Because it's rotated now. Okay. And it, goddamn, was it a nightmare. Just to like... But like, I, I did the raid twice this weekend, by the way. Oh, you did? First night was with Snacks on my Hunter. And then the second time was with another group of the people in the, in the group. Kind of funny. The, the kind of funny people, yep. Um, and we, we actually finished the dogs in two tries. Which was insane to me. Because we spent like two two and a half hours the first time around. That's good. It was great. Second room was awesome. They call it the Gauntlet. So think of Ninja Warrior in Destiny. Oh, cool. Yeah. So two two players run this this track while everyone else has to trigger the openings on the outside so they can get through the get through these like little oh, holes. Oh, fun! So everyone on the inside of the track has to call out which hole. Do you randomly spawn there? Uh, no, you you pick two runners. You can pick two runners. Yeah, yeah. And See, I don't like that. That goes I know, back to and our mechanic. It goes back to the first part. Who's but, good at running the gauntlet? <laughs> so night one, I ran the gauntlet. Oh, good. Night two, I was on the outside, and I I was one of the people outside fighting. It'll eventually get outside. to the point when I finally get to doing the raid, where there are going to be set people who do the gauntlet. But here's the thing: oh, the, God. it's equally challenging. I feel like to run the gauntlet as well as being on the outside, because on the outside. The, the people running the gauntlet see a tic-tac-toe board, right? And they're running through this track. And one circle in this tic-tac-toe board gets lit up. And that player has to call out, my circle's in the middle. So he'll just say middle. People outside have three triangles they, ha- they, they, they view. Yeah, this I know. It's so trippy. It's so trippy. And when they call out middle, you have to shoot the opposite triangles. Oh, got it. So, you, so he says middle. I, I have to shoot the top. And another player standing on another platform, because there's... Or platforms that are surrounding the room have to shoot the other triangles. Wow. So you coordinate with everyone. So when someone says, they'll say chalice because there's a symbol, chalice middle. So then I know I got to shoot that triangle. They're, they're going with the symbol of the chalice again, huh? Well, the whole raid has uh, reoccurring these these like the chalice, the dog, the sun. These are all reoccurring oh, like icons in the in each challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, but either way, it's that, that's a really fun one. Uh, no, chalice was the name of the thing that uh, at the end of the Crota raid. Oh, really? Yeah, you got the chalice, and I think the chalice gave you the ability to... Oh, the, the person who got the chalice, I think, is the only, or was the only one who could kill the sword bearer to get the sword. Oh, gotcha. So you got the gotcha. chalice, and then, what, fuck it. <laughs> but yeah, so... <laughs> but fuck it, indeed. Um, yeah, but... It was, it was, it's a great, it's a, that was a great segment. The next one is the bathhouse. I, I wasn't a, too big of a fan of that one. It's not hard? It's, it's not hard, it's just like... Bullet sponge. No, you have to like everyone has to stand on like these platforms, and it raises these. You have to like raise these locks up, and once the locks all come in, everyone goes to the center, and then we shoot these lanterns. It's like, it's whatever. It's a right. whatever encounter. Or whatever. Right. And then the boss, which is 
it's pretty hard. Is that the chode or the gall or yeah, the fuck yeah, is yeah, 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 and you, it's the funny. big chode. I won't, I won't describe that that fight because there's a lot of there's a lot to it. There are mechanics. There are mechanics, and it has the situation where three people get teleported to another dimension to do some things, and then they have to randomly. Uh, kind of like the no. Atheon? So what happens is everyone gets... Tri- during this phase, everyone gets teleported to this uh, um, uh, like other dimension. Okay. And then there are three orbs that can take three players outside back into the main boss room. So three people stay behind to perform whatever, this, whatever the task is that you need. Okay. And then once that's over, you, you stand on these platforms to do damage to the boss and you repeat that. That's, that's the final boss fight. Uh, do they have to rotate the platform? Yeah, yeah. So you have to rotate around, and uh, like that's like King's every fault. every I want to say like twenty seconds, he's going to like so destroy the st- platform. Yeah. yeah, you can't st- stay on the same yeah, platform. Yeah, so and then the everyone does all their damage. They throw out all the damage they can at him. That's cool. That's um, uh, that's very much like King's Fall. Cool, um, but there's more to the raid, which I experienced. I want to say Monday night because I did not know about this and the group, secret rooms. There are secret can. rooms, because every boss, in, uh, whatever you fight and finish, um, you get these keys. And these unlock chests below the raid. So there's the main hall of the raid where you unlock... What's the, uh, what's the where in the game is the raid? It's in its own... It's a, like you, You'll go to the directory and it's its own what thing. What planet? That's what I mean. It's, it's like a ship. It's, like a, it's not an IO, or it's not on so. a planet. No, it might... It may, I mean, it might be, but... You like, never launched the raid yourself. No, but, but when you go into the raid the first time, you're like you're outside this big palace. I don't think I think you're just on a, like on a platform. There's nothing around you. Mm-hmm. I could be I could be completely wrong, but once you see this palace, you're like your eyes are glued to it because it's just massive. And somebody said somebody said that there's a mission, an adventure you play on the world that that goes into the area that's the beginning of the raid. Trip Zero said that. Well, I'll need some confirmation on that because I and it was on Nessus. On the planet Nessus. The, the adventure's called uh, The Emperor Waits or The Emperor Beckons or em, em, The Emperor Calls or something like that. And, uh, I'm just trying to figure out where the, where the raid has been or what is the raid. I mean, it, it doesn't even matter. I mean, we don't have to look no, it up. Um, but I, that's what Trip Zero said to me. He said that, that there is an adventure that I do that... that um, is like it takes you into the area that's where the raid starts, and you know in the past all the raids start on planets. Yeah, no, this this is it. So that's you're it, huh? you're essentially put on this pa- you're put on this palace on top of this ship. It's like it's like a, it's like a ship. Hmm. Yeah, cool. weird. Um, but essentially, when you get there, you go up into the into the, the the palace. But once you get all these keys after fighting all the bosses and stuff, mm-hmm. you go below into like the sewers of the raid. So like you go back to the exit of the raid, yeah. to the like where the entrance is, and you're going below deck instead of going up into the main hallway. Okay. And there's a whole underbelly to this place. It's like a, another maze and other mini puzzles that you have to complete to get to the chest to unlock them. So I spent like a, like a Monday night. I spent like another two hours back in the raid. Not do it like I think I was with like four people. We were just trying to get to these chests so we can unlock them before. Because <laughs> once the once the week resets, the keys disappear. So you want to you want right. you want to unlock. Yeah, you can it. only use them throughout the week. Yeah. True. Um, so that's the raid, and it's fun, and I look forward to doing it again. So what else happened this week? What else did happen? This Neo Aoshi left the emergent. <laughs> Neo Aoshi left the emergent gamer uh, clan. I left the emergent and, gamer and clan. moved over to the. 
the, in a in a shrewd shrewd marketing initiative. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now you're with the kind of funny guys, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm all. I'm with all. But they're. Uh, they're, they sound like they're well versed at the raid, and they've done it a couple of yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did the second, the first time I did it was Snacks and Company. Um, speaking of which, he just sent me an invite on PlayStation. Oh, did he? So, yeah, yeah, but I, I'm clearly not there. Hey, do, so. do me, a, do me a favor. Can you uh, explain guided games a little bit? Do you understand I, it? So the way it works and the way it should work are, I want to say, two different things. It, it, they expect at least one or two people to be really well versed in the activity whether it be the Nightfall or the Raid, because I think those are the two things you can do. For guided um, games. And then someone can apply to join the guided game who needs help, who wants to, be, who wants to learn. So what, it, what is the person who's, get, who's skilled mm-hmm. sets up a guided game for the Raid and puts it into a, like a channel right. where people so, can find it? And he's, yeah, and I guess anyone who chooses to join a guided game will be paired up with someone who wants to teach, essentially. Well, that's great. It, it, it Why don't great. I just do that? Fuck you guys. <laughs> totally. You can totally do that. Once Where do I go to find them? Once a week, you get a guided game token, so you can use it at any time. It's in beta. Wait, I use it, wait, I use it to join a guided game? Correct. Oh. And I think That's after, you, obviously, after you finish the story. Yeah, I don't think you're going to see them until you finish the story. Yeah, I haven't finished the story. You're, a lot of stuff opens up once you finish the I story. I haven't finished the story, people, on either console. But, yeah, good job. <laughs> Playing on two consoles. <laughs> I am 264 on my Xbox. That's cool. And I am 247 on my PlayStation. So. After doing two raids, I'm 297 on both the Titan and Hunter. Nice. <laughs> so, and, oh man, the Destiny app is so great for moving gear. I love it. Yeah, I, I noticed that, that all of your, uh, you know, extra gear and the shit you collect are all just shared between your characters. Yeah, so you don't have I can to just have... swap them over. It's, yeah. it's amazing. Well, it makes, in one way, it makes it kind of shitty because you're not, you're not getting double the amount of no, you are getting double the amount of collectibles because each character is collecting, and they all share, and they just share. Re- so, yeah, so, it's, so in, it's in your inventory. You'll just have two hundred, and then all the characters mm-hmm. see the, the same. The only thing you can't share between characters is gear. Gear, guns. Well, you can guns you swap can. it though. No, not I'm t- when I say gear, I mean like your clothing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah clothing yeah, yeah. is specific to the class. The class, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. unless you had two hundred or whatever. That's cool. But yeah, so Destiny, man, I uh, and playing then, a lot. Yeah, right now the uh, freaking what's it called the this event's going on. The um, what do you call this? The faction, the faction, the thing? faction thing is going on. Yeah, I, I obviously I haven't played the story, so I don't know what's going on with that. But I assume there are points or something like special gear I can get or whatever. Yeah, like I was doing when you saw me, you joined my game yesterday. I was doing a few public events. Because I was fil- I was finishing yeah. out some milestones, and every time you do a heroic public event, you get eight tokens to give to your your uh, clan of choice. I guess you could say. What do you call these? Yeah. Whatever these are. Factions. Factions. Thank you. You have uh, three factions: Dead Orbit, Future War Cult, and New Monarchy. I was wondering why they weren't in the game, and yeah, totally no, they just, in the they game. They stuck them in. They're only here till like October or something. So, um, but for my Titan, I picked uh, New Monarchy, and for my Hunter, I picked uh, Future War Cult. I want that revolver. Yeah, the uh, I have a hunter on my PlayStation. Uh, that character always gets dead orbit, and then my warlock on my Xbox always plays Future War Cult. So nice. That's what I'll be doing when I get them when Hell. I finish the story. Yeah, you gotta you gotta get on that, man. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, Destiny guy, you know it's uh, 
you guys have been uh, Destiny guys for so long. It's kind of weird being being in the Destiny scene again. I want to segue into the microtransaction thing. Sure. Which we're going to talk about. But I did want to tell you what I did get a chance to play, which it relates to the microtransaction thing Go as ahead. well. Because the first question I was going to ask about Destiny is, do you feel yourself... I know you would never pay in-game for no, something. No, and I have. But I do, you, do, you th- do you feel the... The advertising of the Bright Ingrams yeah. is overwhelming. It's I I would say it's more. This is in Ludo, an article that we're going to talk about. Yeah, later. Yeah. Um, I want to say it's more predatory because of the way they handle it. So and that that lines up with Jim Sterling's assessment. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That is that is it's very very much in line with that. It, and only because the way the way the system works in Destiny is every time you hit level twenty, and then every time you level up after that, you earn a bright engram, and the bright engrams can only be turned into one person, and that is Tess whatever Everest Everest, and she's the one who sells you all the bright stuff. So what happens is is you unlock the, your free bright engram. You get all your goodies out of it, and now there are more. It, it, it shows you all of the. Your it brings you to the storefront every time. Do you think if you buy an Ingram from Tess Everest that that decrypts better better quality content? I don't. I mean, there's no way for me. There's to no know. way for anyone to know. Um, but I have gotten some cool stuff out of the. Bright I've gotten Ingrams. really cool shit out of the Bright of Ingrams just and by playing the and game. And that's like part of like, oh wow, look, I got look at all the stuff I got out of the Bright Ingrams. Maybe I should get you more. Buy one. Yeah. You know, like it's like it's like that. That's why I call it predatory because like they bring you. They like, oh, here you go. Here's a little taste. But look, you can get more for the low price of nineteen ninety nine and get some silver or whatever. Yeah, you know, like you go into like a, a brothel. Yeah. And they're, they're like, have a taste of this kind of attractive First woman. one's free. You know, like that's like the, and then now you gotta, it's, it's just like, oh, it, gives, it makes me feel weird. <laughs> First one's free, baby. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fall for that shit. Uh, I, I love will, I love I the will, shaders you get from that, though. Oh, and, well, that's the whole thing with the whole... Oh, when you get shaders. to the tower, is there a place to buy shaders, or are they always no, just bright engrams? only in bright engrams. Wow. Or sometimes different engrams will have shaders in them. Um, but other than that, there's no other way of, like... And, like, shaders... Like, and it sucks that they're, like, consumable. Because, like, there are so many colors that I would want in color combinations. Like, I really love the way my, my characters look. And I and it, what, what ends up happening is, is I look at my shaders, and I go, okay, what shaders do I have the most of? And then I'll just apply that to all my gear. And then that's the color I am. So my Titan's purple right now. I don't want them to be purple. Oh, no, the only ones I want are the only shaders that but I'm you, ever going to... You don't gonna... get to pick. No, let, no, but when I get them, okay. the only ones I'm going to hold on to when I get to a certain level... Mm-hmm. Are purple ones, but also the problem is that you're going to be replacing your gear so much. Even yeah. when you even when you hit twenty and you keep progressing in light level, you're replacing gear like nonstop. I know. You're just but getting, you're still getting bright engrams as you go, right? But you might not necessarily get the color you want, right? But I think as you increase, I, I've seen that it feels this way. As I increase in light level, the shader quality that drops in the bright engrams are of the the royal kind or the what do they call the purple. Like the, the legendary. rare legendary ones, they seem to be legend, not it's exotic, a, but definitely it's legendary. A mixed, it's a mixed bag. Like I, I got. Dude, like you're, a you're, set. Are you at your level? Are you still getting green ones? Shitty green Some, ones? Yeah, yeah, really? Of that, course. that sucks. They got to change that. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's random. It's RNG. No, but it, sh- it, sh- it should be random based on your light level. 
I mean, they should not random green shit. Like, they don't random green shitty guns to you. Why would they random green? Yeah, they, they do cut that out as soon as you hit. You, you still get blues, though. You can still get blue. I'm fine with blue, but yeah. I'm saying I'm still getting green shaders, uh, mm-hmm. but I'm not, I, you know, like I haven't get, gotten into the crazy upper echelon of level. Yeah, I mean, so here, you, I'll, I'll show you. I got, I'll show you my shaders. Come look at my shaders. So you'll see. Oh, oh tell them how you're uh, bringing this up. On oh, your, yeah. So he's I, bringing this up on his MacBook I have, Pro. I have my laptop here, and I'm just, run, I'm logged into my PlayStation here. This is the best part That's of so the cool, PS4. Man. I love yeah, it. Yeah. Um, so you can see I have a whole bunch of shaders, but look, they're all like, I got two of these, that's great, I'm not going to use anything for that, I got nine of these, that's cool, monochromatic, that's a good look. Monochromatic is a great shader, by the way. Yeah, I mean, but like once I use, so I'll, like let's say I'll use this, This I have what, how many of those do I have? Nine. I had nine, I used them, then I got two left, and then once I run out, I, I don't know if I'm going to get them again, I don't know when I'm going to roll these these shaders again. And you get you get this from the well, rage. Just yeah, you could sit. Well, but yeah, that's crazy. What? That it's crazy that all shaders are disposable because it's like raid shaders you'll it's, never get again. It's to feed their their you know their online store. That's that's how that's how they're. Yeah, but you can't get. Can you get raid shaders from a bright Ingram randomly in the store? <laughs> no, I think I think they come, they pop out of an Ingrams from the raid. Right. So they're they're not just they're not in bright engrams. I believe they're in legendary engrams that you get, or you get them as a reward for finishing the boss. I don't remember. <laughs> I would like if I I would sit there and wait. But like once I use them, that's it. I can't make my next set of gear look at this badass. Like that's right. that's like I mean that's an awesome look, but once I use it, it's gone. Maybe that's the it. idea behind it is to keep as much gear as possible, end game gear, as much end game gear as possible. And then be selective, you know, like apply and the shaders sucks. to whatever Look, you want. Well, I got twenty nine of these, so I can. I'm just gonna throw. Yeah, but these. that's shitty. That's a blue one. I blue, know. blue ones blue suck. And it's like a blue. Rare and like ones a are bullshit. It's fine. I'm fine with that. I hate one. rare ones. <laughs> I mean, it's not I only the, want the purple it's ones. It's not about the rarity of it. It's, I'm, it's about how they, how cool do they make? If Trip Zero is listening to this, he's heard this conversation. I I only I get when I look in an inventory of somebody else and I see lots of rare and even green shit mm-hmm. like the common shit rare and common shit I I I I, I look down at that person I'm looking well, look down at, at you right this now is Keep, green. keeping that blue this shit is green away. yeah it looks terrible look at how shitty that is oh, you don't you don't want <laughs> little olive they're really so, really smart this, about this, this is bad for an audio medium look, no. I have 37 of these holy shit yeah the Lannis Walsh not good. Not great. They're all fucking pastels and terrible. Yeah. All the cool ones I got like two of. <laughs> the cool thing about, okay, the cool, uh, the one thing I did notice that's different between your common and your rares and then when you go to purple, there's a shiny sheen, almost like a gloss Over on hair. all the shaders that have a pur- that are purple and it makes them look way cooler. I don't know if you'd be able to tell on that here's, screen. Here's, this is a purple shader called Watermelon. Oh, you're right. Look how shiny that look. Yeah, my, yeah, look at my see? shiny pants. Yes. Very shiny. So that pants. is something noticeable. That yeah. is noticeable difference. That that is a motivation for me to only want the purples cuz oh, I want geez. that shiny gloss. There we go. We got Bumblebee. This is kind of cool. Anyway, this is not good for an audio meeting. Yeah, we're going to stop. We're yeah, going to stop. Gonna Fuck stop. that. Fuck but, that. Sorry guys. Yeah, sorry. Anyway, back uh, to the uh, the the thing that I did play um that I did want to talk about. I finished today. I finished all of Shadow of Mordor. Content complete. 
even the I DLC won 100% stuff. of the game, and there is no counter for the DLC stuff, but I'm pretty sure I mostly 100% of the... I didn't collect... There was a bunch of stupid books or scrolls or letters or some shit that you could collect in the Bright Lord DLC. Mm-hmm. But I did Lord of the Hunt, and I did Bright Lord. Lord of the Hunt and Bright Lord both add in mechanics that were not in the main game. And this can segue perfect into the article that you have yeah. here about... Why don't we talk about that one first? About, yeah, yeah. Tell, no, tell, me what's, tell me what you experienced. So, so the article that you, that you have here, uh, they interviewed... What was his name? The guy who runs the Shadow of Mordor development. Which, which one? There's two of them. The, main, the, the guy in the interview. All right. The guy in the interview is... Bob Roberts. Bob Roberts, yeah. So you, uh, Jim Sterling uh, did a video talking about this, uh, this, inter- this interview, videos. multiple videos talking about this interview, and, um, and was fairly critical of it. And in the interview, they're basically interviewing him about the microtransactions and the content that... Um, well, the controversy is, is that it's a full-price $60 single-player game yeah. with... The RNG ness loot boxes that they're offering you to purchase. On the right, side. exactly. It's similar to the Bright Ingrams in Destiny. It's, however, I want to say Shadow of War is a lot different because it with didn't Destiny, sound like it. No, it is. In Destiny, you get your you get an extra. You, you, in Bright Ingrams, you get shaders, you get ships, you get speeders. Right, those are the random things you get out of. What's, Bright what are you going to get in these? Uh, weapons, gear, uh, orcs that you train and. That are your personal army orcs. Oh, uh, okay. So, and those are all things that directly affect the gameplay of a single player game. Well, the Bright Engrams don't do that. Those are, you could argue, cosmetic. Yeah, they and, are mostly cosmetic. They're not, you're not getting guns and you're not paying real money to get Bright Engrams and getting guns and armor. Right. Yeah. You're just getting shaders, you're just getting your ships, your, your, your vanity pieces. Exactly. In Shadow of War, you're getting swords, you're getting gear pieces, you're getting all kinds of stuff out of these loot boxes that affect the game. Well, what I was going to say is he talks about he talks yeah. about making a game balanced and how which was they, my worry a few weeks ago when we he, talked. Well, about this. and he says that he's they're playing the game when they're testing without any of this microtransaction shit in the game mm-hmm. to test it to make sure it's a balanced and fun game. Without having to buy any of that stuff, yeah, and I, I see that point. But Jim Sterling basically said that he didn't trust that fully because then what? What's because the game what's like the when game you turn like? it on? Well, yeah, when you turn it on, and and the only pushback I said I I, I was going to say to that, and I, I still have to get to my point about yeah. Bright Lord, but the only pushback I'll give this Jim Sterling about that is is it's not a competitive game, right? Or Correct. is it? Will you compete with other people? There is a game mode in in the Shadow of War that's similar to Metal Gear Solid Five's uh, forward operating bases. Yeah, but... which is you will have a fortress in the game, and you will get these orcs throughout the game, or you can buy them with the loot boxes, uh-huh. and they will be guarding your fortress. And then an enemy player can invade it and try and get the treasure at the center of the fortress. So that you. feature, if if these rewards are available with in that feature, mm-hmm. that can completely imbalance the multiplayer. Yeah, so anyone who has more money can have a better That would completely fortune. suck ass. Um, but otherwise, the whole point that I think Jim was making, and I would make it at least, is these loot boxes are essentially saying to the, to the player, hey, buy, spend money on getting gear so you don't have to play our game. 
Yeah, that's what he said. That's yeah, it's said. like you're essentially saying that our game isn't fun enough to play unless you just spend money and get the gear early. Now, an average person would be like, oh, well, I don't have to spend money on this bullshit. No, he, uh, Jim Sterling uh, was critical of this, but he basically, Bob Roberts said uh, that it was almost like it was an easy mode. Like yeah. you could skip skip things. Skip the challenging yourself, nature of the game. Skip the challenging nature of the game. By rolling for higher and, 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 and the thing Jim Sterling was um, critical of is because also in the article, he then said that they also added an easy and a hard mode. And um, Jim Sterling was like, why would you add two easy modes? The ability to pay for to it make to be it easy. easy and then also just make it easy. You know, like, mm-hmm. why would you do both? Anyway, in lieu of all that, in lieu of that discussion, the thing that I found was interesting about the Bright Lord is the Bright Lord gameplay added a mechanic that I desired throughout my entire Shadow of Mordor gameplay, Mm -hmm. but that I knew in my head if it had been in the game, it would be totally OP and ruin the balance. What is it? The mechanic is called a Shadow Brand. Basically, so you already have built into the game what is called a Shadow Strike and a Shadow... I don't remember. Does this and this, this works in conjunction with the wraith that inhabits you? Yeah. So the wraith character, you have to unlock this over time, but you unlock shadow strike and you unlock shadow kill. I think those are the two. Mm-hmm. Shadow strike just knocks them over. Shadow, and that's what you unlock first. Then shadow kill you unlock later, which allows you to teleport to somebody. Basically, with your you aim your bow at somebody and hit shadow kill and you assassinate Nothing them. Nothing personal, kid. Yeah, you, <laughs> you teleport from a distance and assassinate them instantly when you teleport to behind you. Yeah, it's what that, are you, you doing? know that is that meme online. No, I haven't. It's seen like it. it's the meme is you go like I teleport behind you and say nothing personal, kid. <laughs> it's, an anim, it's an anime joke. I have to check it out. Yeah. yeah. Check it out. Go ahead. But but yeah, so you do that. Nothing personal, kid, and you kill, you kill the dude. And I always thought, so as you go along, you unlock this other thing called branding. And branding is the ability to turn them to your team. And I thought that it would have been cool to, like, add this mechanic into the game or have this mechanic in the game. And I wondered in my head while I was playing, well, you can brand, but you can't shadow brand. Mm -hmm. You can't teleport to to brand people. And I thought, well, maybe they left it out. Because that would make the game imbalanced. Like it would make it too easy. Or they left it so you get it at the end of your gameplay so it doesn't make the whole progress. I didn't get it. You don't get it for Talion. You don't get it at the end of your gameplay. You get it in the Bright Lord DLC for uh, uh, Kella Limber or whatever fucking his name is. Kella Kella Limber. Albino. This whole game is I'm never going to know the kid's name. (laughs) No, no, no. This this is a guy from. this is a character from Lord of the Rings. He's the rim, ring maker, maker. He made the rings. Oh, yeah. So he yeah. made the rings for in the actual lore of. They took this character from actual lore. Yeah, I know. Sarn didn't actually make all the rings. It was, right. He just made. Celebrimbor. That's his name. Celebrimbor yeah. is the one that made the rings for Sauron mm-hmm. in the books. And the, the, the thing that they changed, and I looked up. A ton of videos on this. It was really neat to, to dive into some more of the rings. Yes. Yeah. So Kelleb Brimbor in the actual books is a kind-hearted guy. He's not a wraith. That never happened. Uh, what they did in this is they made it so that he's a wraith, um, which was interesting because this guy video I watched completely debunked it being possible, uh, according to Tolkien lore. 
Dude, this, I mean, not to get it down this rabbit hole. We don't have to. We don't have to. But Shadow of Mordor and Shadow of War completely, like, Tolkien would be freaking rolling in his grave. That, and that's shit. what this, this video was all about. This person was like, this in, doesn't in, exist. In the new game, they're making Shelob, the spider that attacks Frodo at the end of the movies. Yeah. Uh, they're making her this sexy lady. In what? In Shadow of War. She's, <laughs> she's like a sexy lady spider. Shelob. I'm going to show you Shelob, Shadow of War. You want to see a nice... <laughs> nice picture of her. <laughs> Let's see. There she is. Oh my god. That's Shelob, the thing that almost kills Frodo. What? Great. Good for you. Good we, for you. We find WB. out that. Wait, Shelob, we find out that. I haven't watched that movie in a while. You're talking about what? In Return of the King? Yeah. The, when they, the when, they, when they finally get to Mordor and Frodo and Sam fight the giant spider. Remember? Interesting. Remember? So, the, so in this, the hypothetical is that. Is, this is Shelob. This is a hot chick. But it's also, but it's supposed to be like the humanification of Sheila. The personification. Got it. Thank you. Yeah. Anthropo- reverse anthropomorphize. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. All so. right. Cool. But um, but I thought it was interesting that the Bright Lord adds this mechanic back in mm-hmm. as Celebrimbor. Ke- you can shadow brand. Yeah. But then I find out, and I'm thinking, wow, this is going to be easy as fuck. They add this mechanic in. I can do this. I can, I can do the shadow kill. I can do the shadow um, uh, strike. I can knock them over. I can, now I can shadow brand them. And then I discover this was also the content that's hard as fuck. Like, it was hard. It was legitimately hard to play so this. So they gave you a... I mean, that sounds fine to me. It sounds like they gave you a really cool tool to yeah. use. And then they upped the they upped the right. ante for you at the same so, time. So by the end of it, I started saying to myself, wait a minute. Why the fuck wasn't this just in the game? And then I started thinking in my head... It probably would have ruined the balance. Not if they made it as hard as they did. It would have been super entertaining. Yeah, sure. Satisfying combat is good combat. In the end, I was really satisfied by the Bright Lord DLC. And I wish the main game played like it. Because the main game was breezy. Yeah, Like, once you unlock all those powers, breezy as fuck. It really was not that hard. Yeah, sure. Now I don't know if there was a hard setting. I don't know if I even played. No, there wasn't. There wasn't different difficulties. You, usually, you would have played on, on hard, right? That's how you. Rolled. I would have. Yeah. yeah. I don't think there were, and I wish. I wish the game was more like this. So, hopefully, Shadow of War with that hard mode that they're adding into it is going to be at this difficulty. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it has the shadow branding that I now know exists in the world, because when I was playing the main game, I didn't have it, and I didn't think it was something they had really had fully realized and they had so that it might be cool if that ends up being an unlockable perk yeah, sure. in Shadow of War oh, I'm sure uh, there'll be a whole bunch of new stuff I mean hopefully uh, I don't unlock it through a microtransaction that would suck ass <laughs> no, no you'll, you'll get other things through microtransactions <laughs> guys, the guy's, guy comes up to me he's playing the game and he's like by the way, I just got a loot box and it gave me some DLC <laughs> randomly I'm like how did how did you get that? Oh my god! <laughs> I'm like oh, I got a whole DLC pack from uh, from a loot box, but who like knows? A, like a loot crate. Like, yeah, I'm like, just saying that, that in a hypothetical. Oh. Yeah, you're well. play, somebody's playing it and they tell me that they got a whole piece of DLC from a loot box. That's that's where it's going. That's, that's where it's going. Great. I'm I'm not excited for this this microtransaction. I'll let feature. you know. You'll be able to watch my stream and find out. Oh, I didn't. I didn't add this to the news, but this this is kind of in the same vein. Uh, NBA Two K eighteen 
came out this week. Micro transaction loot boxes. Well, so here's the, exactly, and here's the thing. It's not like they didn't do this in the past. Like this was, that was always a part of the 2K series campaign mode or whatever. You know what I mean? They had these microtransactions embedded in the game to speed up your gameplay if you want. But this year around, they made it so invasive and impossible to in- attain the currency that it almost forces your hand into spending more money. Right, and that... That ruins the balance of the game. You know, I'm nor- normally somebody that is all about... Um, you know, hand job and rock star, and we're going to be. This is a segue because okay. we're going to talk about the trailer. We are. That that's that's our main news point for the night. Right. But there is. There was one thing else I want to. Yeah, yeah. About we'll talk. Show. We'll talk about that first, and then get to the cool. news. The last Go news on. point. But uh, I'm all about hand job and rock star, yes. except in regard to the shark card advantages. Right. That you can gain by playing uh, GTA Online. Now, GTA Online got better. Okay, sure. I think, and, and, the, and they kept supporting it, which was what they promised. And and all the content for the most part, other than the shark cards, was free. But but right now, it's at the best it's ever been. If you decide to not buy shark cards, if you play the game, mm-hmm. the loot you earn by doing the heists and doing all of the 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 cool content that they've come out with is is manageable for people who don't want to spend money on shark cards. Right. You can the, you can the, gain a lot. When I did play GTA Online, I found it. Really time-consuming to earn money. No, no, you did because you started at the beginning of GTA Online yeah. existing yeah. and then fell off. I did. Right? When it came out... It became so tedious. You I would stopped. make... No, li- li- you would make literally hundreds of dollars, not thousands, not tens of thousands. Mm-hmm. Now when you do missions, you make tens of thousands of dollars well, thank God. on missions. But is, did they when make it started, more expensive? Or is everything like the same price? Uh, it depends on what you're trying to buy. Like, yeah. there's some like I would argue like there's some some vehicles in there that are ridiculously priced. There's a there is a fucking uh, yacht you can buy for yeah. six point five million dollars. Sure, right? Like, but there are people. Um, Jordan, a guy I know, he uh, he has successfully the prince. Uh, that's what we call him online. But the the prince has successfully gotten that. And gotten lots of things. I'd figured out the economy of the game for free, not buying shark cards at all. Mm-hmm. And he's had a successful time playing the game and really can earn a lot of money in it um, because he understands all of the mini mechanics of, you know, selling drugs and growing his, his business. Run that stock market? Do, no, the stock market is not available in the online. Oh, they really? They never brought that to the online. Oh, I thought that was going to be like a huge thing. I know, maybe it has, and I, I haven't played in a couple months, but like. But it never came in as of when I played it, which was only a few months ago. The stock market is still... I thought it was going to be. I went in that time to check out the whole game and see what's changed nice. and things like that and played a couple of days in a row. And I found out, I, lo- I checked the stock market, that it still says you can only play the stock market when you're in the current game. I think they wanted to bring it to the online, but they realized it was always going to... They couldn't get it right. They wanted to make it so that the stock market in the online wasn't volatile. The one in the regular game that is influenced by players. Uh, well, you have two. You have the ball sack, and then you have one's called the ball sack. Okay. B a w s a q. Oh, sweet. It's called the ball sack. Oh, clever. And then the other one is called I don't remember what it's called, but but one of them is affected by story elements. One of the the markets, and then the ball sack is influenced by players' decisions, mm. things they do. Like if you blow up a bunch of cars in the game, insurance prices will go up for a particular company or 
whatever, right? Blow up a bunch of ice cream trucks from a certain ice cream company. And, and ice then, cream goes extinct. But here's what, yes. no, but here's what happens. You see how volatile the pricing, it, it's not balanced like the real stock market. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that the real stock, stock market Just is fucking balanced. Just player, player decisions affect prices of things. Right. And they wanted to do that, I think, for the online, and it never really... They can never out. make it balance in the regular normal game. Well, players are the X factor. You don't you're know, right, you right, don't right, know right, how they're right, going to behave. Right. <laughs> so I don't think they ever they they never moved it to the online. Uh, maybe there's plans to, to roll it out eventually. The other thing they never did, which I always found fascinating, was they never brought the fictional money gambling that you can do in casinos from San Andreas. They never made the casino a functional casino, and I never understood that. This is a game that's all about. Corruption and a corrupted lifestyle. Casino sounds perfect in there. And I think there's something weird about them because I think they drew the line. They thought maybe the maybe getting people to actually gamble is a little bit too far. Right, right. <laughs> like, like, like maybe they'll turn some of their player base into legitimate gamblers if they open that casino in the game. It's that's definitely something I would worry that's about. It's highly possible. Yeah. Um, but that was funny. They never they never brought that around. So speaking of which, yeah, this is an image that went on, was circulated online a few years ago. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. this is this is Rockstar's timeline, and it shows everything up until they discovered microtransactions. So you'll see in 2008, Grand Theft Auto 4, Midnight Club came out. Nine, Chinatown Wars, and Beta Raider came out. Whatever that game was, yeah. Red Dead Redemption 2010, LA Noir 2011, 2011. 2012 was Max Payne 3, and 13 GTA. After that, nothing came out. Till... Yeah, it just says, and on the, thing, the graphic we're looking at, it says 2014, nothing. 2015, nothing. Yeah. 2016, nothing. So, I mean, like, they didn't have to do it because GTA V has been such a behemoth supporting itself. Yeah. That's, that's, see, that, this, this is why microtransactions worry me. I just want to let you know. It stifles innovation, and it stifles these developers from actually keeping on making new stuff. New content, yeah. And instead they're going, okay, well, we can just go back to the well and people will still hang out in our world here that we made, which isn't a bad thing. As long as they keep giving free content in that world, that I think even, they're... Not even necessarily I think free. if you GTA showed 5, this... But... GTA 5 never got single-player content. Right. Nothing came... Like, like GTA 4 got the Battle of Gay Tony and they, they got the... Yeah, they never did, yeah. The whatever the other one was. And apparently those were really freaking good DLCs. Uh, Ballad Red, of Gate Tony was amazing. It was oh, probably I, the best I DLC didn't play it, I played, but I, yeah. I've heard nothing but good things. Yeah. And Red Dead Redemption got that awesome Undead Nightmare mode, which was probably the best expansion I've ever played in a game. I think to this day, the Undead, Undead Nightmare is probably my favorite like zombie game. It's an amazing zombie game. <laughs> it's, it's really fun. I it's loved every second of it. Uh, and you know what I really liked about the online mode, the, uh, the Red Dead Online, the the waves of undead that mm-hmm. you have to fight. The undead yeah, and like you have to like mode. hold up in like the, one of the towns it was really or whatever. Good. Um, what I was going to say here, I was going to say, I think if a GTA developer looked at this and reacted to it, I think they would say, "Well, in 2014, 15, 16, 17, we released all of our free content in the online environment." Right, and there, in no way does development of G- GTA Online still had had updates regularly. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with that. And of course, they're, they've been making um, Red Dead Two, which you know we're about to talk about. Yeah, but. At the same time, they, they have multiple studios. Take-Two is the owners of Rockstar. Yeah. Right? Take-Two Interactive. Yeah. Um, and they could have had other projects to work on. Like, we, the one thing that was announced was L.A. Noir is being ported to the Switch. 
it's getting updated. So that's cool, I guess. Um, but I just, you know, where's my... Red Dead Redemption went backward compatible to my Xbox. Yeah. Yay! I would love that on PC. But... Um, uh, as a side note to all this, uh, this capitalism that we're yeah. observing here, the Take-Two Interactive stock just recently just passed $100 a share. It's going up. Oh, my fucking God. Well, after that freaking trailer that came out today, I guess we'll just talk about No, I don't know if it's going up today. I'm saying in a general sense of their, oh, about their okay. success. They, they've just, um, they just passed one more th- I know we've been talking about Rockstar, but let's move on. Uh, let me just go back to uh, Your Shadow other point? War real yeah, second. let's talk about that real quick. Uh, a week or two ago, um, there, was a, there was a developer who died during the development of Shadow of War. Oh, really? And Yeah, and Warner Brothers wanted to honor that, that uh, employee... He died of cancer. Oh, bummer. It's, yeah, it sucks. And so what they did was they made this DLC called Fort Hog the Orc Slayer, right? This guy right here, and he's he's uh, named after Michael For- Forgery, Forgery, who died. Um, and they were going to donate the proceeds of this DLC to the family of of Michael Michael Forgery. Okay, um, but. The problem was is if you bought this DLC outside of the states and excluding certain um, states that have uh, donation laws or whatever, they, not everyone who bought this would get the donation to the family. And for, you know what I mean? So this is, this is for a game that's not out yet. This is for Shadow of War. And you but yes, you could pre-purchase this, this DLC. Already. Oh, really? But this week they apologized because they, it got a lot of backlash because they're like, wait a minute, so my purchase won't necessarily mean it's going to the family. It's just another cash grab. Like, that's kind of that's kind of shitty. Like, if I if I live in one of those states that yeah, you marketed it as as and, and it's on the proceeds small text. would go like to if this. If you watch the trailer, it was like it was like all donations go, and there was like a little star at the end, and then they have the small text below. <laughs> so, except if you're out of the U.S. and these these certain states. Wow, um, their fucking legal team is is uh, their PR got a lot team, of work. Their PR team has a lot of work too. <laughs> PR team and their legal team. Have, so are what they ended up doing was they now are making it free, and they're just donating to the family, <laughs> and which is nice. I think it's it's a good Thank gesture. You. Thank you guys. Thank you WB. Thank you WB. Um, so and they refunded everyone. Most of us still hate so your now, movies. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> most, of, most of us hate your shitty business practices too, but whatever. We'll we'll live. Somehow. I don't hate. Well, I don't know how I feel about. Some hey, of you're them. already getting Shadow of War, so I. No, no, I was talking about you. their uh, their their movies. Their, um, I'll never forgive them for the Hobbit. No, I was going to say their <laughs> their DC cinematic universe. Oh, well, that's a whole other podcast. We'll see what happens. That's a whole other. That's podcast. a whole other podcast. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that's good that they did that. I was pretty upset about that when I heard about that because that's just don't freaking exploit someone's family who Death. lost their, their father and their husband, and that's just come on, guys. Does that look like him? Yeah, yeah. It actually, it actually. Holy shit. Uh, um, and the guy who had a band, obviously, he had a band, and it was like really, it was cool. That uh, does it is it is modeled after him. Okay, cool. Um, and he's and he he acts like the mysterious stranger. So if you had this DLC installed. He'll show up when randomly, and then just take out take out an enemy, and then leave. Oh, to help you? To help you? Yeah, that's really cool. That's and it's he's almost got, like he's, he's got, got a guitar axe because <laughs> he plays in a band. So that's fucking cool. It is cool. I'm definitely gonna get that for free. Well, it's free now. And think about when you download it, you're like literally helping his family or whatever. I don't know. They're they're still doing it. 
But there you go. That's just the Shadow of War bullshit. Let's talk about the coolest thing that happened today. I think it was really cool. Was there anything else? Any You had Fortnite stuff in there, Skyrim yep. stuff? Skyrim stuff. Do you want to talk about that stuff later or now? or? Uh, let's talk about what happened in Volition. Yeah, what happened? So, oh, no, I know why this happened. Go ahead. So this is the developer of uh, Saints Row. Yeah. And they recently put out a game called Agents of Mayhem. They to, did. To no fanfare. I would. I had a pre-order, and then I removed it when I watched the developers play it. Yeah. Oh no, <laughs> that is not good. So they yeah. roughly laid off thirty employees yep. from the company, um, and that sucks because it, it seems like Agents of Mayhem did not live up to what they. What no, they it was what I watched um, was pile of shit. I just wasn't impressed. It's. It was. They were. I guess they. They're going for like this kind of character based. Action shooter like uh, with microtransactions, like Overwatch has done. Because the new the new trend right now, I want to say, is character based shooters. Right, mm-hmm. you got your Overwatches, you got your Battleborns, which isn't doing well either. Was this this wasn't going to be like a MOBA style, was it? No, no, no. But it like is apparently it's like a single player. Like there's just not a lot going on with it. It's like single player Saints Rowy type. Um, you no, have... all the characters definitely look like the art. The, the artists that they employed for it are definitely mm-hmm. the artists who did all the work on the, on the Saints Row games. But what made us love the Saints Row games? Right. Do you know? Was did you it, play them? Was it the no? Because they looked very childish and they they like were ju- yeah. But what was great about them was well, by Saints Row the Third. The fourth took it to a whole other level, which was still entertaining. Mm-hmm. But Saints Row the Third was really their best title, and it had to do with the fact that they essentially mocked the open world genre mm-hmm. effectively, which I think is a good idea. Well, I I think I think if they had continued with that and just made another game like that, they could have capitalized even more. They could have made fun of the fact that here they are, two more down the road, still doing the same thing, still doing the same model. Is this and an make, open world game? Is it, that what this is? No, I don't even know. I didn't get that impression. I wasn't even sure what I was watching when I was watching it. Like, I couldn't tell if this was something where you just loaded into an online contiguous world or if you loaded into matches or... I couldn't tell I what the fuck like I was a, watching. I think it's like a mission-based game where you have, yeah, maybe, player, you have characters that you like swap out of your team. Maybe the style was that of Ghost Recon's Wildlands? Kind of like that, where it's a big open world where you do missions together with other people. But this one's not, it, this is not co-op. There's this wasn't no, There's co-op. no multiplayer in this. There was no multiplayer in this? See, yeah. that's the thing. It's I like, walked, away, I walked I away from this watching, I probably watched for about 25, 30 minutes of the developers play the game. Uh-huh. And the whole time I'm thinking, I guess this is multiplayer, like they're playing with other yeah, people. Yeah, it looks like there's other people running, but it's not. I believe it's so entirely weird, single. dude. Yeah. Um, so, like, people were saying, like, they should have probably called it Saints Row: Agents of Mayhem. Like, that would have been a that would have got it would have gotten more marketing recognition. It would have had more, but they didn't do that. I just don't understand. Yeah, I have no idea why they completely changed their path. Like, just keep churning out. You're fine. Just keep churning out fucking Saints Row games. They're entertaining. Uh, yeah. To the people who love them, they love them. But I want to say even people were feeling that those got stale because like Gat Out of Hell came out and that didn't get a whole lot of buzz and fanfare. I, I think they got, truthfully, they, they got stale to people as I heard from numerous people who had played those other games and then had heard that Gat Out of the Hell was coming out. Or, mm-hmm. or even when I spoke to people about how I enjoyed Saints Row the fourth, the fourth one, people were saying, 
Um, it just looks like it's current gen, just redone again. You know what I mean? Like like they just took the assets from three, and redid the assets from three to make four. Right. Which is probably true. That's probably yeah, exactly like, okay, what we they have, fucking we did. We have this whole thing. I mean, it was the so same world. I think right? people weren't tired of playing Saints Row games. They were tired of playing current gen Saints Row games. Mm-hmm. They if wanted they, something a little fresh. If they had optimized the game for current gen and put in features that you know, needed the power of current gen and made it more interesting in that respect, but kept the same brand, mm. people probably would have played the fuck out of it. Oh, I would have bought it. Yeah. I, I that's why, because I thought Agents of Mayhem was a new Saints Row until I watched it and realized it's not Saints Row. It's not what I played before. It's probably not going to have the humor of what I played before. It might have had the humor of what I played before, but I wasn't going to give it a chance because I, I wasn't sure. Yeah, I mean, some, we're just going to play some, some gameplay here. I just want to see what's going on. Yeah. And the other thought that went in my head, actually, is like what they're playing seems a lot like... Um, yeah, it's so weird. It, is, it seems open world. It, I believe it is open world, and you have a team of NPCs that you swap between. But not friends. Not friends. Weird. Yeah, I don't think... Uh, hmm. Yeah, there's, there's gameplay of it on where you can see, but apparently it just it just doesn't hold up. It looks crackdowny. Yeah, the other thing it reminded me bit. of was Crackdown, and then I said, well, I'm buying Crackdown, so I might as well just not even bother buying this game. And it, what's funny is there are people in the world who are probably saying that about Crackdown. Why would I buy Crackdown when I can just play this other game? You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, well... Crackdown, I heard, is going to be doing some pretty interesting things. That is, I mean... Nothing I've seen a crackdown interests me. I mean, they're they're doing a fully destructive multiplayer. I'm, I'll see it when I believe it, baby. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so far the trailer at E3 that they showed off this year yeah. did not show any of that. Oh no, it, it didn't. showed zero. No, no it was, of the systems in place. It was it was, it was all about Terry Crews, Terry Crews, and, and story and bullshit. They showed like a, it was like a clip show of people running through shooting things. It didn't that, show that, the, this character right here. Yeah, you see, they were swapping. No, characters. The, this character reminds me of the hunter from. Uh, so yeah, see that the main, you're you're the the player is just switching instantly between this team these team of people. That's almost like Grand Theft Auto Five only instant. You're, you're just swapping between while you're com while you're comboing these moves it, or whatever. It was implemented way better in Grand Theft Auto Five. Well, yeah, yeah. You're, not, you're not the same. You're literally three different people in that in that game. Yeah. But anyway, that's what's going on with Volition in the industry and, and that stuff. And um, they had to lay off thirty of their best employees, huh? Well, I don't know if it's their best, but they were definitely employees that were important <laughs> to the cog of, of Volition, I guess. Yep. And our hearts go out to the families and, and those are affected all that. Or they'll just be swept up into another company and be making games somewhere else. That's true. Speaking of games somewhere else, let me, let's talk about this real quick. I know we're, we're already an hour in, aren't we? You have any interest in this shit? So... Because you have a huge interest in this style of game. I've been playing PUBG a lot, as you may know if you were listening to our show. I love PUBG. It's a great game. This is really interesting. Okay, well, I should say what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, Fortnite, a game that's been in development for a while, it's slowly coming out. It's, it's not fully released yet, but you can purchase it and play the main game, which is a... The main game of Fortnite is a base-building, horde-mode co-op game. So you and some buddies build up the, these fortress and traps and everything, and... Then you activate the waves, and then you are fighting against waves. You control the waves. 
Yeah, you or you like trigger when it starts. Like they give you as much time as you want to prep, essentially. Build stuff, chop oh, trees down, cool. build up your fortress, so on and so and then forth. Then see how it works. And then you you fight against these enemies. Oh, you have to f- uh, you don't just watch it. No, no, you are you're it's a third person shooter, co-op shooter essentially. You and buddies So you get ready and then the hordes come and then you're involved in the conflict. Yep, and you're repairing and you're building and you're fighting off, you're shooting things. In, in theory, it sounds pretty awesome. Kind of like Nazi zombies a little bit, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very much like Nazi zombies. Um, so, Fortnite this week introduced a mode called Battle Royale mode. Oh, where, hello. Where 100 players are dropped over the night. Really? <laughs> very similar. Yeah, it sounds very similar. I think we've heard of this. Now, it's funny because they actually, in their release of it... Um, they 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 said they said we really love player unknowns battlegrounds. So what we want to do is <laughs> make our own version. We're going to show you guys what our version is. And not only did they release this this week, it's free. You don't need to own Fortnite to play this. If you just want to play battle royale mode, you can just download entirely it. free. And you can download it right now on your PlayStation and Xbox. Oh really? And you can just you can play Fortnite battle royale. Yeah, maybe I'll try it. And it's interesting because it adds different mechanics that PUBG does not have. Um, PUBG is very realistic in its shooting. Bullet drop. There's you have to worry about ranges. You have to scope your guns out. Your guns are modular. In this, it's a little bit more cartoony. It's a and the shooting isn't as realistic as as you would. It's more arcadey, if that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Um, but. Also, you can build things like Fortnite has this system where you can build fortresses. So you can actually build cover. You can build all kinds of. Oh, so it's it takes your PUBG and it and and adds, adds this ability. You can yeah. build your own house to hide in. Exactly, um, but the game still ends when the player count reaches one. So, so if you take too much time, you're dead. Or, yeah, or if you get... can you build like turrets and that kind of stuff? I don't know. I wow. I installed it on my computer two days ago. Try it out. But I have not. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll Talk have to about try it out. next week. You know, I would like to. There are a bu- there are actually a bunch of games I really want to play that I haven't gotten to. Sonic Mania still on my mm-hmm. list of things I want to play. You're playing two really really intensive games. I know. Dude. They're so investing. You're, oh, there's so God. time. Even PUBG is just like really like it just hits all those notes, man. I get such adrenaline rushes when I play that game. Mm-hmm. My heart's going fucking. It's beating beating a drum. All right, well, let's, let's uh, move on from this. Oh, yeah, sorry. Battle Royale, which is a whole lot like Battlegrounds, hit one million players this week. Wow. First week. Uh, People live. on the Twitter are talking like crazy. A lot of Team MC members play it. Um, Fortnite. Yeah, Fortnite. Yeah. A lot of people talk about it all the time. Making it free was huge because that is like, okay, well, now they installed the game. Now, if they want to play the rest of the game, they can buy it for like, it's like $40. I'm going to say it's $30 or $40. The full game. The full game, yeah. So, not bad. Yeah. Not bad. Better than Agents of Mayhem, evidently. (laughs) R.I.P. R.I.P. And it has, you know, it's funny. It has like that cartoon-like drawing art. Similar to yeah, Agents like of Mayhem. the, the uh, cartoony style. Yeah, this this is very much like very animated players. Mm-hmm. You know, um, not not going for the realistic look. Right. Anyway, let's talk about what we really want to talk about. Yeah, let's talk about what we really want to today, talk about. 
The Red Dead 2 trailer do- dropped. Yeah. I, story trailer. I, pl- I was live on my stream when cool. it dropped at 11 a.m. Cool. Um, and I did a window capture and played it for my entire stream. Oh. So you did like a live reacts. Yeah. Live reacts video and... Uh, and that was pretty dope. So what do you what did you think about the trailer? We watched it again before we started here. Uh, I think the subject matter is really cool. It's a prequel to uh, Red Dead 2. Yeah, people, um, people were guessing that. Sorry, it is Red Dead 2. It's a prequel to Red, Red Dead, Dead 1. 1. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a prequel to Red Dead 1 where you play as a character named... Do you got that name? Yeah. Here we go. I got all the info right here. It's loading. There he is. You play as Arthur Morgan. Not John Not Marston. John Marston, because the gang, the Vanderlyn gang, which eventually becomes Dutch's gang. Dutch's gang is the gang that John Marston, Marston was, in. was in and joined, mm-hmm. has not become the Dutch's gang yet, because the character you're playing is... Uh, is he Dutch? Is that the twist? Are you Dutch? No, Dutch is in the trailer. Dutch oh, is a character okay. in the trailer, but Dutch is an old man in Red Dead. He's not an old man. So this must be He's a years young dude. Before. Yeah, this is, looks like it's probably 30 or 40 years prior to um, Red Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe 20 years. Could be 20 years. Sure. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, because if somebody's in their 20s... Uh, now, that dude looked way older. Dutch. I mean, John Marston was older. You were kind of like a in your 40s. Well, here's what... Kind of there's definitely... You might meet John Marston as a, as a young kid, probably. Yeah, or you might see him as like a young recruit gang... Yeah, like he, yeah, he joins you at some point uh, for a mission or whatever. That'd be real. I mean, that'll be a cool cameo. Yeah, to have him in the game. Yeah, but I don't think he'll be voiced by the actor that plays him. No, definitely not. Um, and you thought that the blonde in it was the blonde from the first one, and I said that's. I don't think that's that possible. Doesn't line up. No. She would be like a ten-year-old or, a, it's, when or I not first even saw born. Her, I was like, oh, it's the it's the girl from the ranch. When you yeah, yeah it's not it's not her probably. I don't think that's um, her. Every um, everything about the trailer looks awesome. Yeah, the look from, of, from a visual standpoint, from just the way they're they're telling a story. I love. After watching Westworld, man, I want a good western. I, I said that recently. I was playing. I was playing Rise of the Tomb Raider, and mm-hmm. I was playing the Westworld soundtrack. Yeah, and it fits. I and I said to myself right on the stream, I said, "I this so much reminds me of the Red Dead soundtrack." Like, the and Red the Red Dead, Dead soundtrack is great. Uh, it's a I really used to good listen soundtrack. to that. I used to play that in the background when I did other things. It's awesome. Yeah. I, I gotta get that. I like the music from the Red Dead soundtrack. Mm-hmm. The, the, the actual songs, the source music recorded by people. No, and I no, I mean the actual composed music. You're talking the composed music. Yeah. I don't know if I have that tri- that soundtrack. I gotta get that. Yeah, it's good. Um, but yeah, it definitely with Westworld being out, this is a perfect time for them to come out with this. Nice, <laughs> nice Western. Because um, every time I want to uh, feel like I'm playing Red Dead but watching a t- movie show, I'll watch a, a movie, movie show. A movie show? A movie show. I love movie shows. Um, but every time I want to uh, watch a movie that feels like Red Dead, I'll I'll watch or uh, watch Westworld. And then every time I'm watching Westworld and I want to play a game that feels like Westworld, I'll play Red Dead <laughs> and go back and forth and back and forth. So uh, one cool thing that I saw in the trailer that makes me excited for it in terms of like new mechanics, yeah, bows and arrows, baby, bows and arrows. Awesome. Every game needs a bow and arrow. But there I were think. no bows and arrows from the first one. No, there were. I want to say there were no Native Americans in the first one either. And they're Native Americans in this trailer. Oh, good. Which is awesome. <laughs> so that makes a whole lot of sense. Also, there was no Native Americans in all. It was, well, it was the Mexican border, remember? Right, but. So you saw Mexicans. I mean, it could have been 
I mean, could have been simulating a territory where so the Native Americans the, the have cool been wiped out. The cool thing about this taking yes. place... Yes. No, no. There's a reason for that. 1911 was the year of this game. Right. Red Dead was 1911. This is going to be 18-something. Right. A good majority Wait, of the population in, in the West of Native Americans were wiped out by there, there, there he is. There he yeah. is right there in the trailer. Um, about yeah. 40 seconds in. Um, but, yeah, they, they say in Red Dead 1, it's like the West is dying. Is, is essentially the right. theme of Red Dead. This is the end of the this era. This is at a height or the beginning of this the is, West. This is probably like the climax, the peak of, of, the, of the Western expansion of the United States. Oh, that's going to be real fun then. Yeah, everything... Oh, man. Rockstar knows how to put together a freaking trailer, man. They fucking really do. Even I remember the GTA V trailers being like... I was like all oh. in on that. Yeah, I wonder if they're going to avoid all the racism or just incorporate it into no, their narrative. Is, no, this is... Hell no. They're, this is Rockstar, man. They don't care about that. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, do, they, they definitely need to like implement some of the racism and. I mean, if they're if they want to if they're going to be true to the to the, the time to the time period, yeah. I, which I I have no doubt that they wouldn't be. They wouldn't hold back that kind of thing. They're not afraid of that. They already have the GTA is already the rep, has the reputation it does among the common media, and I'm not talking about gaming media because we as gamers we know what we're getting into. But anyone else who thinks video games, they'll go, oh, like that. Grand Theft Auto game that, you know, kids kill hookers and stuff in. They, they always fucking they don't get care. hung up on that goddamn point, man. I know. That you can get a hooker and have her blow you. It's awesome. <laughs> you can. Just like real life. You can have, like, sex in the car, too. I remember GTA 3, you would pull into an alley and go... <laughs> well, in the new one, you see it. Yeah. Well, you, you see the... Yeah. You, you just saw the car in the earlier ones. Yeah, yeah. In this one, you, like, oh, you man, see the girl... As a little, girl. like, middle school kid, I used to, like, go... <laughs> Look at that. You can go... The you car. can go... Uh, then late in the game. You can switch your camera view, so you're kind of inside the car while it's happening in the new one. It's terrific. Technology, man. So good. I love that. The bow shot right there the is so good. The um, Hopefully, they bring back the gambling, like the poker and stuff. Oh, yeah. They, they had poker. They had all kinds of The stuff. online poker mode Look, he's, was he's dual-wielding really revolvers. Oh, you, you might think, be able to... You think you'll be able to dual-wield some revolvers? I hope so. I freaking love revolvers, man. Yeah, because there was no dual-wielding dual in, in that one. Yep. I want a good I want a good lever action. I'm all about the lever actions. Yeah. Love the, those. Lever actions are really good. And you're a big... Uh, you were a big fan of the online mode? Yeah, I played it for a while. I played it for a while. It, it, it had its issues. It had a lot of issues. Yeah, a lot of problems. Because um, once you get all the good guns and you could just spawn camp people. No, the, the, the biggest problem with their online mode was it was unstable. The oh, amount yeah. of times I got booted from their fucking online. Now, in their defense, I was playing it toward the end of the life of it. Mm -hmm. I, I, the game came out, what, 2010? Yeah. I didn't buy it until like 2012, 2013. Oh, gotcha. So it was like... They were and coming to the end of that cycle. It was yeah. I started playing it just before um, online, just before. Did they shut Grand, down? Grand Theft Auto came out. I don't think so. I think it's still there, but it was always unstable. It was still unstable yeah. when I played it recently in the backward compatibility. Um, These environments look out of out of control. Uh, I mean, just the everything, man. Like all the lighting, the shadows, the, the, the snow. The snow. They the had fog, snow areas. The, Look, even in the beginning, there's... That snow's going to probably be incredibly look at, great. Look at that. Look at that shot. That's, the grass. Yeah, it's so dope. Now, all, needs, all we need to do is announce... Horses the are looking great, too. PC version. Yeah, I re okay. I remember being so in awe of the first Red Dead because they had, they had the horses. And they still 
they looked really good. Like the way they when they do. ran, you could see their muscles move under their skin, and like I was like in awe about how I good play, that was. I played backward compatible Red Dead recently on my Xbox, and I couldn't believe how well the horses and everything in that mm-hmm. world still stand up to any modern game. Yeah. So some of the modern games, they look the, g- the well. game looks fucking yeah. better. Uh, no. Uh, I, I actually talked about on our show a couple, like one of our first episodes. Uh, I was bitching about the various types of horses in games, mm-hmm. and I was complaining about how uh, the Assassin's Creed horses are so were so bad compared to they were, so, they were really bad. I I, used, I had a few uh, glitches I recorded in Assassin's the wor- Creed. No, but the worst the worst horses in all games at that time when I was complaining was Skyrim. I could oh, yeah. oh my god, the horses they looked was, okay, but they mm. just. Did not run or walk yeah, or do anything. Was, they were like giant bears. Yeah. They were almost like bears. It was so fucking weird. Yeah, it was really weird. Yeah, well. But, yeah, and then the second thing that really impressed me was the online mode. Because they literally just dropped you into an open, the, the open world. That was impressive at the time. Where I was in the open world with other players. And it was like crazy. Yeah, I'd never been in a contiguous open world with other people. That was yeah. the first time we'd experienced Th- it. Like that was their multiplayer, and then you could initiate death matches and initiate, you know, normal. Like some of them stuff. were location based. Right. Like you would go into the town, and there would be like a bell you ring, and the next thing you know, other people would come in and join mm-hmm. you, and uh, and you could go to like or hideouts, challenge you, or you could go hideouts you. and fight hideouts yeah. with your friends. Yeah. Uh, my favorite game mode was you go into town and you would ring like a bell and uh, the mode was it was called wanted mm-hmm. where it was you were just standing off with as many friends as possible. Yeah. In the open world, people who are in your like um in your uh what do they call them? The posse. Yeah. So yep. you and your posse could do a standoff called Wanted where all these police keep coming in to get you and you can just keep killing wave after wave after wave of police that are coming to get you. Just how long you except, can survive. Except the random variable in the whole situation is people who are in the contiguous world could join you or try Stop. to kill you and earn points for it, which is crazy. That is pretty You're cool. in the middle of the Wanted thing and then they join the police to try and take you down. And if they succeed, they get fucking points towards some fucking goal. Yeah, whatever, whatever the progression was. There, there was a there was an achievement you could got you could get through Xbox and PlayStation where if you killed a wanted starred player, you got to kill a player who has like four stars or something like that. You know, the the star ratings were very similar to GTA. Uh, GTA. Mm-hmm. So one of the achievements was kill a player in a posse. Who has four stars? Who's mm. wanted? And that was how you could achieve that. You would join up with the lawmen who are trying to kill people in this this wave mode mm-hmm. in the town. That's um, cool. And like yeah, that. it was great. It was great. Uh, except when you get to the point where the servers were empty, and then it was yeah, then yeah, it, it was then it was hey, you know, turning to your friend, you're like, hey, buddy, can you come in? And, get four and, stars and, so and I get can kill four you. Star, get four stars so I can kill you, so I can get this achievement. So, um, but there was another one that was really it was like, do you remember the fort that was in the Mexican side that had the uh, machine guns on it? There were Gatling guns on this fort on the Mexican side of the border in the open world, and there was an achievement, and this was insane. So, it had the same thing as that town. The town was Armadillo. You know. I remember. But this fort had that same achievement, wanted stars. It was called wanted or whatever. And 
but you had Gatling guns on the fort, mm-hmm. and you can kill the lawmen with the Gatling guns, and you and a couple of players all can man different Gatling guns in the fort and kill them. Um, well, <laughs> there was also achievement that went along with that fort, where I think it was like get 500 kills of lawmen when you have at least one or two stars or something like that. God, that's time consuming. It was insane, <laughs> and I accomplished it. <laughs> I sat through all that, but it was nuts, dude. Me and a buddy of mine just sat in that for Wu, you know, do you know Wu? Know Coworker you know. of yours? Yeah, yeah, at one point. Damn. Oh, yeah. Comes on my stream all the time. I know, yeah. yeah. Uh, Wu definitely uh, joined me in that. That We used to play Red Dead on, online all the time. Mm-hmm. So That's kind of where I got to know him really well, through playing uh, Red Dead online. Oh, it's really a good nice. game. It's a good game. I miss it. Well, uh... I think we've come to the end. I think this, uh, this. I think that's it. I think we did well, though. This was a. This was another good week. If you stuck it out this long, I'm glad you did. Um, did you? Did you have anything else you wanted to add? No, I'm good. Shall I sign off? Yeah. This is Neo Ayoshi saying goodbye. Till next time. Are you, you can follow me at Neo underscore Yoshi on Twitter, and Neo Ayoshi on Twitch. Yeah. Whenever I uh, have time to stream. Awesome. I will try. I will try. Yeah, and this is uh, Felix Hergood. Uh, catch me twitch.tv uh, forward slash Felix Hergood. Or, if you want, mixer.com forward slash Felix Hergood. Because when I go live, I go live to both services at once. Mixer. Um, but yeah, come in and, and check out what's going on. I Right now I'm currently playing. I'm finishing up. I'm probably two sessions away, game sessions away from finishing Rise of the Tomb Raider. I just finished Shadow of Mordor. And I'm waiting for Shadow of War to come out, so I'll be playing that. Um, but in the interim, before Shadow of War comes out on my Xbox, I'll, I'll be playing um, old school throwback Far Cry 3. So you might catch me playing Far Cry 3 in the next couple of weeks. You might catch me playing Far Cry 3, Rise of the Tomb Raider, Battlefield 1, Injustice 2. You're, pl- you're, you're going to play Far Cry 5 when it comes out, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Injustice 2 or uh, occasionally Elder Scrolls Online, but not, not as frequently as, as I've been. Lately, I've been playing a lot of Battlefield 1, a lot of Destiny 2. Um, and I have Destiny 2 on both the Xbox and the PS4. Um, there is a, if you go to my Twitch page, there's a link to my Discord that you can join. Um, that's how you chat with me and play with me if you want to play on Xbox with me. It's Felix Space Hergood. And then on PlayStations, it's Felix Hergood all together. Um, if you want to f- give me a friend request there. So thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week. See ya.